Hey movie lovers and welcome to My Movie Story. Uh, this is Brian here, your host. Uh, thanks for joining us for this uh, episode today and um, I'm really uh, pleased to have a special guest on the show with us today called Amber who I've known for, for many years. We used to work together. Um, you know, we've uh, had lots of chats over the years about movies and about all kinds of different things so really great to have Amber on the show and a little bit about Amber. She was born in New South Wales, grew up in Darwin, but now lives in regional Victoria. And I think she's been to other places in Australia as well. Uh, and she lives in regional Victoria with her partner, her two children, a chicken named Chicken, a galah named Lucky, and two cats named Maggie and Bear. So I'm sure that's a very um, adventurous house with all those animals and <laughs> those kind of names. And her parents were both real avid movie watchers, and she had this massive VHS collection that she and her family used to watch when she was younger on one of those old top loader video players uh, where the remote was connected by a cord. Uh, so any young people watching today, you have no idea what, what we went through. You know, it's the, the suffering was real. Uh, but, you know, the uh, humble beginnings. And uh, one of the films she was just obsessed with from the beginning, beginning was Jurassic Park. And she loved it so much, she actually turned the junior novelization of it into a play that she performed at a church camp. So I'm um, keen to hear a little bit more about that uh, at some point. And um, she once guessed who I, who am I tr uh, question correctly with only one clue, um, that clue being the birth date of the 3rd of January, 1956. And she thought, well, that must be Mel Gibson. And and it was, and she was right. So it's a little bit of a hint there on what a couple of her movies might be today. So um, my movie story is all about talking to three uh, people about three very special films to them, their all-time favourite, uh, the film that changed them, changed their life, changed their perspective on on the world or, or people, and then the film they think everyone needs to see uh, in their life at least once, but you'll probably watch it more than once. So uh, really keen uh, to hear what your movies are. Amber, welcome to My Movie Story. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. It's very awesome. exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, great to chat with you and um you know it's always always a good yarn um when we get together and a good laugh so really looking forward to to hearing about your films um so yeah tell us a little bit more about yourself um amber you know uh you've obviously you've got some really interesting pets there and <laughs> i'm sure they're a bit <laughs> of a handful but uh yeah tell us a bit more about yourself uh yeah so i live up in regional victoria now as i mentioned but you're right i have lived all over australia sort of just went where the wind blew me really um but currently I work up in Shepparton at an alternative school. Um, and it's actually really funny when you said that about the young people. I often bring up the story about having a remote that was connected to a VCR. First, their first question always is, is what was a VCR? You know, <laughs> what, what, what is yeah. that? I'm, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm that old already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one of the perks of having a remote that connects to your VCR is that you never lose the remote. Yes, so true. that's true. one perk that we did have growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I live, I, I work at this school. Um, so I work with kids that have come from um, trauma backgrounds. Um, so it's, it's quite, um, it's quite full on, but it's very, very rewarding. Um, my chicken named Chicken, um, who, you know, if you've ever watched Cow and Chicken, I don't yeah. know if you've ever watched. Yes. Yeah, so that's yeah, where yeah. The, the name comes yep. from. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so she was a, a school chicken. Um, and I work with a couple of fellows who, um, is very they're very hardcore so during the holidays they often just let the chickens free roam and um, hence why we've had a number of different chickens over the years oh, okay. um, <laughs> so, right. um, so I was like no I'm taking this chicken home I will care for it for the holidays uh, and of course this chicken still lives here so now oh, fantastic. It's a it's permanent family member <laughs> yes. it's endured well done <laughs> yes it's yes. a hard so, life for um, a chicken isn't it yeah well you know she's very she's very glorious like she just went through a molting stage so she looked like the skankiest chicken you would ever see um, but now she's <laughs> yeah. got all her feathers back so she's very regal looking at the moment awesome so, probably feels yeah. like a new woman yep probably yeah or a new yeah. hen i should say yeah that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> excellent and she is she a good egg layer do you get plenty of eggs from yeah her? so so she had a, a break obviously over winter because you know um when it's a bit too cold chickens don't really lay which i think a lot of people don't know oh. and then and then assume oh my chicken stopped laying i'll have to move her on Right. Um, yeah. but they do that once it starts warming up again, they start laying again. So we've yeah. had at least an egg a day. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Now that it starts to warm warm up again. But yeah, yeah. she's a good layer. Yeah. 
Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's handy because it saves you having to run to the shop to get eggs and well, that's it. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to make a good omelet, you've got to wait at least five days. But yeah, know, it's yeah. all good. I've often wondered what worth it. Oh, hundred percent. I've often wondered what chickens think about us just taking their eggs all the time. Like, you know, mm. do they do they get angry at us, or what do you think? Well, having well, being a well, chicken, what are your thoughts? Well, when they're <laughs> when they're broody, so when yeah. they're going through a bit of a hormonal sort of I want to be a mother kind of thing, they won't really let you get yet get the egg out from underneath them because they'll oh, just okay. want to sit on it to make it hatch. But if there's no roosters, obviously the egg won't hatch. Right. Um, but normally she'll she'll like cluck. She'll be like, what, what, what? Like she's like, I'm going to lay an egg now. And then yep. she'll come and let us know that it's there. Ah. Like she's proud of it. Oh, well done. I mean, I, I think if she knew what we did with it after, she probably wouldn't be too happy. But mm, Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we'll never know, hey? But um, Yeah, well, that's it. Anyway, so um, without getting falling down the rabbit hole of talking about chickens, let's yeah, uh, I could talk all day about that. Oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. um, percent. Let's 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 talk movies. So um, yes. and I, I know you've you've uh, got a few uh, very sort of different kinds of movies, and mm. I thought we might start with your um, your all time favorite film. And I know mm. it's a hard choice to pick just one. Um, everyone who comes on the show tells me how hard it is. So if it was hard for you, I, you know, I totally understand. Mm. We tend to have a lot of different favorites, but you know, today we'll talk about one. If if you've got any honorable mentions, you can mention them later. Uh, but yeah, what what is your all time favorite, Amber? So my all time favorite movie is Jurassic Park. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You never have control. That's the illusion. Boy, my head being right all the time. Yes, the classic <laughs> from 1993, Steven Spielberg. It's uh, just, it's everlasting, that movie for me. I, just, I still remember the first time I saw it. And um, yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell us the story. What, what was going on when you first saw it? So um, I remember when I was young, like I always was obsessed with dinosaurs. Like I, I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was younger and, and, and study dinosaurs. But back then, you know, in the 80s and sort of early 90s, you know, we kind of had these films um, that, you know, I mean, we had The Land Before Time, which was, you know, like a, a cartoon, but yeah. we didn't really have any movies that had like dinosaurs, which were like, that looked real. Yeah. You know, they were kind of like really puppet kind of, not great special effect. I mean, great for the time, I guess. Sure. But not, you know. Mm-hmm. So when this movie came along, I was like, I, I have to go see it. Like, mm-hmm. I need to to go see it. And I think I'd built it up so much in my brain mm-hmm. that, um, you know, when I went in there and when I when I when I saw it, I was just, I was just in awe. It yeah. just it's wiped just... every other movie out in my memory. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a game changer in, in everything yeah. possible, you know, and uh... yeah it just changed how movies were made and how special effects were done and all of that. So, yeah. And um, can you remember like walking out of seeing it for the first time? Like, how, you know, how did you feel? Like what was sort of your, you know, impro- overall impression after seeing it for the first yeah, time? Yeah. Well, I'm, I remember when I first saw it. Um, so I think it came out in September of 93 and I think at the cinema, like I lived in a really small country town. So the cinema that we had, the Bandbox theater. So it, it usually showed plays Okay. Like the local the local theater group right um and it was one of those really old school cinemas that had like those really uh those leather seats that kind of folded up which oh, i'm yeah. sure at one point in their life were very comfortable but by the time <laughs> i was old enough to not um and this was a cinema that still stopped movies halfway through so oh, you'd have gosh. an intermission and then you could go and buy some more snacks of course you know like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and, they, I remember and they stopped it halfway through for you? They stopped it halfway through, yep. And so you could wow. go grab some Jaffas or Maltesers oh, or, you know, clever. whatever you liked. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I remember, so we must have, uh, it must have come to that cinema around October, I'm guessing, because we never got every, got anything, you know, when it was first out. No. Um, and that would have tied in with my best friend at the time's birthday. So her birthday was early October. And I reckon we went and saw it um, for her birthday. Yeah. Um, and you know, like we still share references about Jurassic Park to this day. I'm pretty sure she's not as passionate about Jurassic Park as what I am. <laughs> she, she may have just gone and seen it. Yeah. 
like. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I still remember where I was sitting in the cinema. Uh, I remember that it was packed. Um, and I remember that first open scene. Um, you know where the trees start to move, mm-hmm. and you know, like you know, this is pr- wait, this is so much before internet, so you oh, yeah. you couldn't even sort of go and get an idea of what was going to happen. Like no. you actually went into a movie and you had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, you know, which is great, not, which is really yeah, great. yeah. Unless you sat down and read, you know, Michael Crichton, Jurassic Park. I mean, but even then, the movie's so different from the oh, world. absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I remember those trees moving, and I'm, I just remember sitting there and just being so excited because I was like. <gasps> what's going to happen? Like, is there a T-Rex that's going to come out, you know? And then it was kind of a bit of a letdown because it's, you know, like that cage coming out with the raptor, but then it's excitement of what happens next. Absolutely. But I remember, I remember leaving the cinemas and I remember, or cinema, I should say. And um, I remember just thinking, when, when can I go back and see it again? Like I I need, I need to see it again. So that was, that's the first time I saw it. And like, uh, like I said, I, 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 think i've seen it at least over 400 times now like (laughs) easily easily it's just it's just like you couldn't imagine the movies without jurassic park and you know as a standalone film and then what it did for for movies in terms of special effects and 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 taking that blockbuster to the next level and yeah and um i'll just quickly share when i first saw it it was Mm. my mum at the time was working for some uh social work agency and they used to organize family movie nights once a month And that month it was, you know, Jurassic Park. And there was all this excitement about going into it, being a boy. I love dinosaurs. And and I think yep. I was the first kid in my school to go and see it because we went to an opening night and everything. Oh, wow. And yeah. um, when we came out, I was so, like, shaken from what I'd just seen. Like, that was so realistic. Like, yeah. I had like a, uh, I had a queasy feeling in my stomach because I was maybe yep. like 10 years old or something. And I came out. Yeah, yep. I was probably pale and everything. And I'm like, let's get the <laughs> shit out of me. But it was yeah. really amazing. And then we yeah. had the table outside the cinema for us, like a little after party with some yeah. food. And there were these chocolate biscuits on the table shaped like dinosaurs. <laughs> and my mom's like, have a biscuit. And I'm like, no. I don't <laughs> like, I don't want to see a dinosaur again in my life. I remember looking at that and feeling ill because it's like, I just saw you in the yeah, movie right. eating people and the guy on the toilet. And I'm like, no, can't do it. But yeah. uh, I got over that relatively quickly. And um, yes. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park yeah cool so um have, have you read the book yeah so yeah. I've read the original uh, Michael Crichton book um many many years ago right. um I, I reckon and I I really struggled with reading as a kid so um to get through that when I would have been I don't know yeah 10 11 I reckon I tried reading mm-hmm. it and it's so scientific like it's so yeah. um and it's so different from the movie and that's why I really liked the junior novelization because it's mm-hmm. basically directly pulled from the movie. Yeah. So um, apart from sort of some of the scarier bits, yeah. Um, because I, I mean, I was frightened too. Like I had nightmares about raptors for months after, <laughs> and they still freak me out. But you know, like even when I watch the newer Jurassic Parks, um, there's sort of like this sense of respect for them as well. Like <laughs> they they can really mess you up, but they're kind of really cool dinosaurs. Oh, like absolutely. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and the way they've like in the, the new films, the raptor uh blue, the way that he's yes. like a, or she, sorry, is like a character in herself. And I, I thought that was a really cool, a really cool yeah. touch and all of that. Yeah. Um yeah. and yeah, the, the book is obviously the original film is a bit different from the book. And mm. and I saw Jurassic Park and the Lost World at the movies and then went and read the first two books by Michael yep. Crichton. And then I devoured every Michael Crichton book after that. I really liked it. Yeah, story. yeah. And I noticed that the opening scene one of the scenes in the Jurassic Park, the book ended up being the opening scene of the Lost World. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The little girl on the island. And I thought, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. So they kind of, I guess they knew, like, if Jurassic Park did well, they would adapt the second novel and all of yeah. that. So, so, yeah, so let's quickly talk about the sequels. Um, so obviously you've got the original trilogy. Yes. And then uh, it took a bit yes. of a break and kind of came back with a vengeance in, in 2015. And uh, so, yeah, um, what what's sort of your experience with the sequels? What did you think of them? Yeah. Um, look, I, I don't, I don't rate them as highly as, as the original, um, movie. Um, and I would have to, I mean, I still enjoy watching them, but it's, 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 it's too far removed for me, mm-hmm. um, to what originally, uh, John Hammond kind of had in mind in the original movie. Like they just took it 
so far, you know, the um the messing with the the DNA to create these kind of weapons yeah. um, of mass destruction essentially. Um and then the cloning stuff and then the black market stuff. Like mm. I get it. I, I get it and I can see where it fits into the new trilogy. Um but I mean apart from apart from having dinosaurs, you know, some form of dinosaurs in it, um, I don't really see I see them as separate, yeah. very separate. Um, having said that though, they have some great, great action sequences. Like Jurassic, Jurassic world, um, the bit where, um, you know, the Indominus Rex and the T-Rex and the Raptors are fighting at the end. Like it is just so cool. And like the bit where, um, Claire goes and gets the T-Rex from the, from the enclosure, yeah. Like, like I'm getting goosebumps just yeah. thinking about it because it's just yeah. such a great part, you know. Really well you done. You know, with o- yeah, and with Owen riding with the Raptors, like yeah, that was cool. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jurassic yeah, World. Jurassic part- World was good. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Thought yeah. And then, too. yeah. And then yeah. the second one, you know, like I think we've had this discussion before, like the kind of moment at the beginning, just that just wrote me off for the rest of the movie when the dinosaurs yeah. were trying to escape the volcano. Oh. Heartbreaking. Um, I know, right? And then, um, and then the third one, Dominion. Um, definitely parts in it that were cool. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, mm. not as out of those three, Jurassic World was definitely mm. the best, the best one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, nothing compared to the original. No, like because it being a Spielberg film as well, and like oh yeah, that yeah. whole sense of awe and wonder that the first film mm. had because it, it was yeah. like you were watching real dinosaurs on screen. You yeah, know? yeah. And then the reactions of the characters and everything. So, um, favorite scene from the original film or favorite um, moment? What would that be for you? I've probably, I've probably, <laughs> yeah, I've probably got two. Um, when I was a kid, uh, it was actually I probably got three. When I was a kid, it was definitely. And, and it's probably the same with a lot of people um when they first roll up on the dinosaurs um after jumping off the helicopter and they're in the jeeps yeah. you know and um and alan grant sort of notices them sort of you know walking along on the paddock and then and then ellie sattler notices them and yeah. and just the the awe and you know i imagine you know they probably used um mini- maybe miniatures i'm not sure like how they did exactly did that but um just the way that Sam Neill acts that scene yeah and Laura Dern as well oh, like yeah. Great it, it, it is it, it is like that like they're actually seeing it for the first time and just to see you know um Richard Attenborough too like he's so you can it's just I feel like it's so real like he's yeah. sharing this amazing joy yeah you know of these things that he has created has helped create yeah um, Absolutely. So that, that, yeah, and it's just such a fabulous scene. And then when they look away, and there's more dinosaurs sort of off in the in the in the distance. It's just yeah. And he says, brilliant. "Welcome to Jurassic Park." And it's, yeah. And the great thing about Spielberg is, is like you you experience his movies through his characters. So like hundred percent. The way they were looking at the dinosaur and their reaction was probably how all of us in the cinema were looking at the screen when that first yeah. dinosaur walked past the big Brachiosaurus, whatever it was. And then it turns into yeah. this yeah. scary monster film, and then. The introduction of the T-Rex yeah. as well, oh, so good! Like the, yeah. the iconic footstep and the water shaking, and so, yeah. Yeah. so, so great. Yeah. You know, and you couldn't really yeah. imagine another director other than Spielberg. Oh no it, way, you know? no way! He yeah. he was the man when yeah. it came to blockbusters. Like you, you think about Jaws. Mm. You know, like Jaws was like you know the original blockbuster. You know, really. Um, you know, and then his involvement with the Indiana Jones movies, like he's just. Yeah, he's just he's just such a great director. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other two scenes that I really, really love, um, when the kids, Lex and Tim are stuck in the in the kitchen oh, and yeah. they're trying to es- escape the raptors. It's like yeah. they're just it's just such a brilliant, like just tense, just yeah. so tense. And- so Jurassic Park, it's uh, you know, history making film financially, mm. special effects were like incredible. You know, mm-hmm. and do you think um do you think movie makers might go back to it in some way? Do you think we've seen the end of the dinosaurs or could there be more? Look, I think wherever Hollywood can make a quick buck, <laughs> they they will make it. Yeah. Um and you know, I think I think that's the problem though. I think that um we've got these films today and they're stepping so far away from practical visual effects. 
um, because computers can do it quicker, easier, mm-hmm. cheaper. Um, and, and, and that's what I think we saw with the Jurassic World movies is they're like, how many dinosaurs can we pack into two hours of film? And then yeah. it just ruins, it ruins the awe of yeah. it. And I think, I think that's why Jurassic Park was so awesome uh-huh. was because there was just a very small selection yeah. of, of dinosaurs and, um, you know, and they just focused on that. Yeah. And I think I think when we get away from that, when we just try to bombard people's eyes with lots of special effects, it just it just ruins it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. we need to kind of go back to basics a bit, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like the the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like that started out yeah. as street races. Yeah. And now it's like James Bond level. You know, yeah. it's getting situation. ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So we'll change direction now, Amber, and um, I'd love to hear about your uh, your film you've chosen, which um, was a life changer for you. You know, your life perspective changed you as a person. Um, I'm, I imagine it'll be something pretty pretty personal, uh, knowing mm. you. So yeah, can you can you share with us what that film is? Yeah. So it's the 1981 Peter Weir film Gallipoli um, that I've chosen. Such a heart-wrenching full-on movie like yeah I think I, I think when I watched it again in preparation I think that might have only been the second of, or third time I've seen it so right. usually if I've watched a movie once like because I'm one of those people that if I like a movie I will watch it over and over and over again not 400 times like Jurassic Park but I will watch it <laughs> that's the exception you know, I, yeah. I like yeah yeah um but this one had such a profound effect on me and still to this day like I just have to think about it and I I feel emotional. Like yeah. when I was watching it the other night, um, literally the credits started and I was emotional, you know, like it's just one of those kind of movies for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about your connection to the film and to Gallipoli? Um, yeah. So um, I grew up in a family where um, my dad was a very um, – he was very respectful of Australia's involvement um, in in world wars, um, in any war, really, even the Bowl War. Like he um, he was always um, talking to me about, you know, courage and and the sacrifice of of Australia's soldiers. And Anzac Day was always a really significant day. Um, you know, he I if I wasn't marching with the ch- church group when I was really young, or with the army cadets as I got older, or scouts even. Um, you know, I would always be there with him, you know, we'd be standing side by side. So we sort of, we shared that. And I think that's why um, it is such a big thing for me because, you know, my dad's since passed away, but that's sort of Anzac Day is just that, that memory thing. And, yeah. and obviously ties back into Gallipoli. And I can't remember the when I saw it, when I was younger, I know I was really young. I was probably, probably 10 or 11. And I remember seeing it because I lived at Video Easy and I remember seeing it um, in one of those, you know, the big bulky VHS cassette containers. I can still remember what it looked like and, you know, the plastic was kind of frayed and broken around the edge. Um, But I don't think that was the first time. I think that the the time that I saw it, I think it was on TV because I feel like I remember watching it Mm. on TV. It must have been around that time around Anzac Day. Right. and I remember it being being on TV and 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 watching it, um, and it's just such a there's just oh it's just so it I, I'm not I'm not trying to be con- controversial but it's just it's a love story for me it's mm. it's a it's a total love story that the bond between the main characters of Archie and Frank, um, it's just it's yeah. next level it's yeah. next level like they're just yeah and it's so real. Yeah. Like it's, it's so real and, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, I think for me, um, you know, like at the beginning when, when the coach is kind of saying his speech to Archie, 
um, who's a runner, he's an athlete, um, you know, and and I knew, I knew that when I watched it again, I was like, ah, oh, this, you know, this speech and then that's the speech he sort of says to himself at the end. And, yeah. Oh, it's just tragic. It's just yeah. so tragic. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just, um, I think a lot of people forget how many thousands of, um, especially the younger generation, I think. Yeah. Um, I think now that we've got a lot more, you know, because when I was young, we still had World War One vets. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And now, you know, we're lucky if we have Vietnam War vets. And now it's sort of Gulf War, the mm-hmm. war in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. Um, but it was a, they're different wars. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and and yeah. different themes. You know, you think about the First World War. Um, you know, kids going over. Um, you know, on this big adventure. Yeah. You know, Australia. Australia had just had federation we'd just become a nation mm-hmm. we're kind of um taking those steps in um determining what our identity was as a country yep. where we were headed what we wanted to do but yet we still had this tie to england this massive tie mm-hmm. um you know and so many thousands of young men just wanted to you know go on this adventure yeah. and 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 even just from in the film when they're reading the news articles um the newspaper articles just just how much it was talked up yeah. that, you know, it, it was just completely gleaned over the fact that mm-hmm. it was horrific yeah. and these men were dying and, yeah. um, you yeah. know, in horrific ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and because obviously young men at that time were drafted, is that correct to, to fight? No, no. So no. in the, in the first world war, um, you could sign up. Oh, right. So you could be 18, but you needed your mum's permission. Okay. Okay. So a lot of 18, even younger than, I think the youngest, known soldier that went over there was 14 so he faked his age Gosh. 14 yeah can you believe oh, it no um but yeah so if you were 18 you needed your mum's permission um if you were over 21 you could sign up no worries right yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah it wasn't until vietnam war they did conscription where they drafted you had to go oh got gotcha. you gotcha yeah so this was a choice this was a choice for young kids to go on this it was like um you know this passage into manhood for a lot of young men you know going across the world to a country that that they would never even dream of visiting because back in those days it wasn't like you went on a plane and went on a holiday like you had no. to go on an eight-month trip on the on a boat on the boat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know if, if you left if you left your country at all you know um, yeah yeah exactly yeah and most of them were from western australia and were like you know lived on farms and lived in these regional areas and yeah, yeah. um and just quickly for anyone watching this who's outside of australia and isn't familiar with anzac day and the you know the Gallipoli conflict. Um, look, quick little sort of history lesson. What obviously it's World War One as you mentioned, but what was sort yeah. of the uh the sort of particular conflict that happened at Gallipoli and and then um yeah following that, what's been sort of uh, some of our traditions and and ways yeah. that we honor honor yeah. the soldiers. Yeah. So Gallipoli is in Turkey, um, and Turkey at that time was an ally of Germany, um. So they were fighting against the English, um, the French, that sort of thing. So our Australian troops were sent over Gallipoli, sent over to Gallipoli to take that area and essentially try and knock out the Turkish resistance yep. so that they could take Turkey and then they'd get an upper hand in the war against sort of Germany, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. But the problem is, I mean, where they're going into, the cliffs are like that. Yeah. You know, there's, and it's rock. So you're landing on a beach where there's no protection. The Turkish um, soldiers have got machine guns set up everywhere. So, they were, I mean, they were essentially being sent to be sacrificed yeah. so that the British could go and make it up unopposed on another area around the cove. Yeah. Um, yeah. But during that period, obviously, um, Australians, New Zealanders, um, you know, they showed a lot of courage. Um, and because of that, you know, we've got, Anzac Day that we celebrate on the 25th of April every year. Um, I shouldn't say celebrate, commemorate um, those who have um, sacrificed their lives or, mm. or you know, fought for yeah. Australia um, and yeah. to, to protect the rights that we have today, mm-hmm. you know, and freedoms that we have today. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty significant. Oh, 100%, you know, and, mm. uh, and uh, 1915 was when it happened. So it was mm-hmm. a year into World War One, I, I believe. And mm-hmm. um yeah, and uh every year at Gallipoli we have thousands of Australians um mm. head, head there for the for the dawn service and then there's dawn services all around the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a day where sort of Australia really stands still and you know comes together to remember yep. 
our fallen so soldiers, which is really, really important not to forget that. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 then, and that's, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, so obviously the uh, the lead up to this film is the, you know, the um, the battle on Gallipoli. Mm. Uh, so the little story there, now you mentioned the characters of Archie and Frank and Frank mm. played by Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. Yeah, um, and one of his early roles, I think it was pre-Mad Max or maybe just after Mad Max maybe. It was 1981, so yeah. it might have been just around the same time. Sort of the same he, time. He, yeah, he wasn't yeah. a star. Yeah. Not a huge he, star yet. Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. So tell us a little bit about this, the story of these two characters and, and you know, what leading up to Gallipoli and how, you know, how they met and stuff. So the story within the story, can you tell us a bit about Yeah, that? yeah, sure. So, I mean, Archie's obviously the eldest of quite a few children and um, he works uh, or his family lives on a on a cattle farm in outback Western Australia. Um, he's a runner and he travels with his uncle to a running race um, where Frank uh, Mel Gibson's character happens to be as well. And he's also a runner from Perth um, and they race each other. Um, and initially there's a bit of friction there, but then they seem to kind of cross paths a lot mm. and then they end up forging this great friendship. And, um, you know, Frank, although he, he doesn't, he doesn't see the point of fighting in the war because he's he's of Irish background and so he's dead set against the English. Yeah. Um, he's willing to help Archie achieve his uh goal of of joining joining the infantry or joining the light horse, I should say, joining the army. So he, they travel together, well, they try to travel together to get to Perth, but end up in the middle of nowhere and have to kind of travel across this lake, this salt lake um and make it across and and during that time you know this friendship's kind of forged they learn a lot about each other yeah um you know Archie's just got this um exuberance about him um whereas uh Frank's a bit darker in the sense of you know he's questioning um what what Archie's doing and Archie's sort of motives and all that kind of stuff and then they get to the sign on point Frank says that he can ride a horse he actually can't ride a horse so he can't get into the light horseman so um, Archie goes off and Frank ends up joining the infantry mm -hmm. and then has his little adventure with his mates from his previous place of employment. Yeah. And then him and Archie come back together when they're yeah. in Egypt at training mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. Frank gets transferred across to the yep. light horse and then they end up going to Gallipoli together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for those who haven't seen the film, obviously you, if you've read up on Gallipoli, you know what happens. A lot of Australians mm -hmm. kill and New Zealand yep. soldiers as well. Yeah, um, but then the actual journey of those two characters, and uh, yeah, mm. it's it's quite gut wrenching the way it uh, ends, and it just sort of abandons you in this emotional mess, and you're like, oh. yeah, it sure does. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no close. I mean, in the sense of what kind of you know, when you go to a film, usually you get that kind of closure, you get that follow up mm -hmm. after something you know horrific happens, but that's it. Yeah. That's and I th I don't think I think that the film would have done itself a disservice if it hadn't have ended any like any other way. I think yeah. we knew yeah. that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just thinking about the sacrifice and I mean, you know, Archie essentially saves Frank's life. I mean, we don't know what happens to Frank, Yeah. but we know that he doesn't, you know, I'm hopefully I'm not spoiling it, but I guess everyone can work out what, what happens, but Archie yeah. saves his life yeah. by, you know, nominating him as someone who could run the communications on the day that they're going to do the, the yeah. advance. Yeah. Um, and Archie knew in that moment that he was essentially sacrificing himself. He knew what he knew what he was going to come up against. Yeah. And that's that's courage, like yeah, that friendship. Like it makes me emotional just yeah. thinking about it. Like, what these young men sacrificed for for our country is, is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just have to quickly mention you've been saying the character's name Archie a few times. Yeah. The dog is called Archie. He's he was asleep <laughs> down here, but the head just yeah. Went, hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Do you have something yeah. for me? So if you don't have a treat for him, you're in a bit of trouble. Sorry, sorry, Arch. But see, the funny thing back is, to sleep. It's all right. yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, is that um, you know, people probably say, "Oh, you know, did you name?" Because my son's name's Archie, mm. and people are like, "Oh, did you name him Archie after Gallipoli?" I'm like, "No, I named him Archie after the character in Inglorious Bastards." <laughs> <laughs> you know, even better, even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And not not like Archie from Archie and Friends and the Riverdale Gang. No, no. Archie from Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> yeah. which, which is one of your honourable mention films, I'd imagine. Um, oh, 100%. It is, it is one of my top ten. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah, with, with Gallipoli, I think 
I think the most enduring thing for me is just, and that's why I said it was a love story, just that bond between Archie and Frank and the yeah. love for one another. It just, I, I, I know that, um, that that would have been played out countless times during wars. And yeah. um, I just think Peter Weir captured it really well. And I know like he really struggled to get that film made. Like mm -hmm. um, the financing sort of the film financing crew back then, they didn't see it as a viable you know, movie to make. They did not want to spend money on making it. Um, so the fact that it actually was made in itself is yeah. amazing. And and then it went on to become such an important part of film history in Australia. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, you know? it's kind of Australian cinema. And um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and obviously there's been some other films that have portrayed Gallipoli in different aspects of it over the oh. years. Um, but I'm sure you would agree that the original Gallipoli just is, oh, yeah. stands the test of time and... Yeah. Yeah. I think because it was made back then, you know, like today, um, when they, you know, you think about movies like, like, and I know it's Baz Luhrmann, but you know, like The Great Gatsby and sort of set around the same era, mm -hmm. they're just so much more flashier. Yeah. Whereas this movie, which was made in the 80s, set in the 1950s, it's just more believable. Yeah. You know, it seems real. It seems real. Like it's, yeah. um, like it wasn't as hard to kind of create that time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's very authentic. Yeah. And um Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the scenes on Gallipoli, like when they're in the mm. trenches and all of that, it's just yeah. you feel like you're in there with them. You know, it's yeah. very, very moving. Yeah. And yeah. is it a film that you watch each year, like on Anzac Day, you typically well, just do, do that or well, I don't I don't really only because um it is such an emotional it's just so taxing for me. Yeah. Like I, I think I I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but there's actually a bluey episode. That references the speech, the sprinting speech. I can't oh, watch right. it. Okay. I cannot watch that Bluey. Oh. <laughs> and no one, no one else would get, no one else would yeah. get that reference unless they've seen Gallipoli and mm -hmm. have committed to memory that speech. Yeah. But I remember when it came on, um, and my partner Sky was sitting there like, well, and I'm like, I can't watch this. And she's like, what? And I'm like, this speech is from Gallipoli. Like, I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and the yeah. like the kids are like oblivious, you of know, course, just watching yeah. it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. like I'm triggered right now, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's I think like I writing think, in bluey, isn't it? Like oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the only movie tradition that I really have um is um at Christmas. I always try to sneak in Christmas vacation because oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tradition in our house as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. It's a classic. Maybe we'll yeah. do a, a Christmas edition of my movie story. Yeah. And we'll have That's people spend Christmas movies and yeah. we'll come back and do a Christmas vacation. There's a lot yeah. to talk about there. Yeah. <laughs> Clark Griswold, the, the man. Uh, it's a classic, classic movie. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your story about Gallipoli and your mm. connection to it. And um, for anyone not familiar with Australian history and Gallipoli and the Anzacs, mm. it's probably the, the best film portraying that. Uh, chapter mm. in our history and um, a good place to start and there's been other films and tv shows over the years which are, you know yep. some are good and some are okay and all of that but yeah start with Gallipoli I'm sure yeah Amber would agree and um, you can it's it doesn't sort of uh, tiptoe around any of what happened it's pretty mm. much this is what happened yeah and it's, it's yep. brutal but part of our history so yeah, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you thank you for sharing your story about Thank you.
All right, and now to finish off, we've got one more film, and yes. uh, this is the film you think everyone must see once in their lifetime. Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to let you introduce it because, uh, you know, it's um, most people know it, um, but let's let's talk about why it's a must-see. You know, there's lots of reasons, which I'm sure you'll go into. So, mm. yeah, what is that must-see film everyone needs to watch, Amber? Yeah, so it's Aliens, written and directed by James Cameron. They cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. There's movement all over the place. Five meters, man. Four. Aliens. This time, it's war. Classic 80s uh, sci-fi action film. Yeah. Like just unparalleled I suppose I mean in the sense of you know um if I look at the last 40 years of of science fiction film uh mm-hmm. with a female protagonist yeah um yeah it's unsurpassed yeah. you think. can't beat it yeah yeah no nah. absolutely yeah and um we've just recently had an episode where our guest spoke about Alien the first film oh yeah 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 um, yeah so Ridley we'll, uh, Scott absolutely so at yeah. some point whenever, whenever you're watching this at some point if you haven't seen that episode yet people watching yeah. check out the one about alien featuring alex it's a good chat but yeah aliens yeah. came along and um you know there's a lot of debate over whether it's better than the original is it the best mm. sequel of all time is it the best size mm-hmm. action film of all time i mean mm-hmm. it, it's it's pretty groundbreaking so so yeah if, if you could maybe let's assume people have seen alien um tell mm-hmm. us about aliens what's kind of the plot and what kicks it into gear and, and all of that? Yeah, so essentially Aliens, uh, you know, we sort of catch up with Ellen Ripley. So she's been floating off in space since the end of Alien um, and is and is rescued um, and goes through a fair bit of um, rigmarole with the company that she works with, Wayland yutani um, for blowing up this massive mining ship in yeah. Alien. Um and then basically we've got um, company representatives who are saying, look, uh, we've mined where you said this ship was. We've got a colony down there, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're going to go, we've lost contact with them. We need to go back down there and see what's going on. And, of <laughs> course, Ripley is like, are you mad? Like, yeah. I'm telling you now, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and so then they, uh, yeah, they put a bunch of Marines together. They convinced Ripley to go along. And then they get down there and, yeah, basically all hell breaks loose. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah and sure. I think I think just, just back to your other comment about it being um, whether it's the best sequel um, or not, I like to see them as two different films mm-hmm. in a sense that yeah. how, how I would judge them. Um, James Cameron is such, like, I love Terminator. I love Terminator 2. Um, and I would argue that Terminator 2 is probably the best sequel of all time. Mm, I, I um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but you can keep that they are together film because he did both. Whereas Ridley Scott, you know, obviously did the first Alien, and yeah. then we've got James Cameron with Aliens. Mm-hmm. So I think they're they're separate, separate filmmakers, kind of separate. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. And complete yeah. and completely different films too. Like yeah. Alien is kind of like this slow burn kind yeah. of sci-fi drama. Yeah. Um, whereas Aliens is like this kick-ass action. Straight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Next Absolutely. level. Yeah. 100%. And it, and it came along in I think reasonably early on in the 80s where like action films were like really taking off. You had like Schwarzenegger and Stallone and you know yeah. um walking around with these big machine guns and stuff. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like tapping into that. Um but just just the energy of the film like as mm-hmm. a kid and probably the same with you like I think I saw Aliens first. Yeah, yeah. It'd be on TV on like a Saturday night every year. Or yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And then I went back yeah. and watched Alien and I was like, eh. but that now in time, <laughs> like like with you, I can agree that they are two very different films. And yeah. Alien obviously introduced this monster and the slow build and the, the foreboding and the dread of that film. Yeah. So okay, yeah. now we know who this freaking alien is and it's terrifying. Here's Ripley who who survived, and now it's like round two, and you know, she's yeah. He's been asleep for like 70 years or something. Mm, and just, her yeah. whole life is, is gone. Gone. Yeah. All she knows is, you know, this alien. And she's like, mm. I don't know what's gonna happen. You go down there. Yeah. 
shit's going to happen, right? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, once they're on there, it's just it just kicks into high gear yeah. and stop. It's just such a cool movie as well, you know. Yeah, and it's so it's so interesting because I think originally Ripley was supposed to be a male character. That's right. Um, yeah. And I don't think it would have been as successful um, as it has been if if they had gone with a male character. I think um, Sigourney Weaver is. I mean. She, she's one of my favorite actresses um right yeah you know she's just a star and 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 you know in the 80s when you're right Stallone um Schwarzenegger like they were making Predator and Commando and the Rocky movies and Rambo and all these you know high masculine kind of action films Mm -hmm. and then you know we had Alien come along Aliens and we had Terminator with Sarah Connor and yeah you know like it it was a real that period of the sort of mid to late um, mid to late 80s and early 90s yep. just pumped out some really fantastic films for women in action yeah um, cool. yeah you know and it's just yeah it's and and she, and you know and she leads the way you know yep. she 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 is the one that is the savior not not the the men <laughs> like yeah. you know they're kind of secondary to it all you know yeah, like, they're just grunts who are like yeah 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 shoot first ask questions later sort yeah. Of thing. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're right like she's one of the great female characters of cinema in terms of mm. being a hero and um being very sort of being a very female you know character quite androgynous and very feminine and everything. Mm. when when she's called into action it's not like she's trying to be a man or match the men she's just mm. she's just doing what she knows and she's being resourceful mm. and being adaptable but certainly in the second film she becomes like this kick-ass action hero and I think yep. that really like Hollywood was like wow we've never seen a woman portraying yeah. films like this before, and and then yeah. with, with Sarah Connor, mostly in Terminator Two, how she was portrayed again, directed by James Cameron. Yeah, um, yeah, it's done for female characters is is great. So yeah. yeah, I really agree with you there. And um, yeah, so uh, favorite scenes or favorite moments from from Aliens? Like, what's what comes um, to mind? Uh, one hundred percent, it's the last scene. So um, you know, I think. Um, it's interesting. I'll just go back to what you said about Terminal, like with Sarah Connor and and with um, Ripley from Aliens to Aliens. There's just, there is no, I mean, there is a little bit of femininity lost in the sense of going to these action heroes. Like, you know, like Sarah, you think about Sarah Connor in the first Terminator movie to Terminator 2, like she just becomes like this gangster action hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of the same journey for Ripley as well. Mm. But they don't lose that sense of, um, it's all about motherhood. You know, that yeah. protection, that um, wanting to care and look after, you know, like with Sarah, it's John Connor, you know, her son. And then in, you know, in in Aliens, it's Newt. You know, yeah. she she becomes this mother figure to Newt. Yeah. And I think that, and, and, and it's the same with the alien, with the queen, the queen mother, like the queen sort of alien. Um, she just wants to protect her eggs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think an that's, ingenious creation yeah. of the queen alien. Yeah, like, I know. And, I, and so I think that's. I think that's why the last scene is my favorite because it's like these two mums yeah. like battling it out. Like, you know, yeah. she goes into that hangar and like Newt's trying to escape the 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 the, the queen alien and like um Ripley puts on that mech suit and she's like, mm-hmm. get away from her, you bitch. You know, oh, and then so they good. just have like this battle. Yeah. And it's just like it's honestly it's like two mums battling it out in the school like schoolyard. Yeah. You know, and, so and I just yeah. Yeah. it's such a good scene and then you know and then the airlock bit you know mm-hmm. and Ripley's hanging on for dear life and then that yeah. you know yep. yeah it's just dear such life. a it's yeah. just such a brilliant scene like it it's, it, it, it's yeah. awesome yeah. It and, is. And, yeah yeah the film just never lets up for a minute it's, it's no a no and I think yeah. and I think and I think um the other scene that I really love is when they when the marines initially go into where all the colonists have been sort of cocooned mm. um you know, and we've sort of got all the screens of their sort of cameras that they're wearing, their heart rates yep. and all that kind of stuff. And I always think when I see Jurassic World, like that's a direct reference to yep. that, you know, in Jurassic World where they're, you know, trying oh, to get Marines. the Marines. Yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's a really good scene too because mm-hmm. like as each one gets kind of knocked off, like, you know, we see their heart rate flatline and, yeah. and it's just just the tension. I think you're right. It just never lets up. Like yeah. James Cameron is a, is a brilliant director when it comes yep. to, action sequences and yeah, um building right. tension yeah yeah for sure and he and yeah. he wants to knock your socks off and he you know he does time and time again like yeah visually and like with really standout action scenes and everything so yeah yeah and um do you sort of have a 
tradition with aliens do you kind of watch it just when you feel to, like it or is it like once a year or you know I used to watch it really regularly yeah. um and like you said I like I watched it first I was introduced to it first before I was like oh maybe I should check alien out mm-hmm. um and so I remember I remember buying them both on dvd um and I used to watch you know back in the day when you have lots of time to yourself because you know you don't have responsibilities you kind of sat at home and I remember with my first paycheck I bought a surround sound system (laughs) for my for my dvd player so I could watch these films you know (laughs) um so I used to watch it all the time but yeah now I probably would only watch it a couple maybe a couple of times a year because it's you know it's obviously too scary for Mm -hmm. my my kids you know yeah um They'd have nightmares for months about the xenomorphs if I um yeah them down. <laughs> pretty scary and the fact that that the little chest girl bursting taken <laughs> oh yeah terrifying yeah yeah, yeah. no it's um and just to quote Newt it's, would you say you mostly watch it twice a year mostly <laughs> mostly <laughs> I had to I had to work that in that's kind of become a meme in itself yeah yeah, yeah. I think me and my mates yeah. were camping recently we were sitting around and we could see a possum in a tree and yeah. I was like. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. Mostly. And <laughs> <laughs> the big xenomorph just comes from down. Yeah, the that's light. it. Yeah. But yeah, see, that's the, the little thing. shotgun and everything. Yeah, yeah. But see, in that situation, it would have been like an alien versus predator kind of thing. I would have been True. freaking out. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, we spoke briefly about, uh, in the previous episode with Alex, Brief, we broke, spoke briefly about the sequel, other alien sequels mm. and the alien predator spinoffs. Yeah. Just yeah. quickly, any any of those that you like or that you would like um, to comment on? I don't vibe with Aliens 3 and um, it's purely because I feel like they did a dirty on Ellen Ripley. I don't think she deserved to go out that way. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and then and then uh, Alien Resurrection, yeah, no, I don't even know why they bothered to yeah. do that. Um, yeah, key, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were bits in it that were cool. Like I remember seeing it at the cinema, yeah. and um, which was cool in itself because, like, we could see an alien movie at yeah. the cinema. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. for us, you know, these movies we didn't really see at the cinemas because we were yeah. so young. Mm. Um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, Ripley was obviously a different character. She was like a clone of her former yeah. self, so it wasn't yeah. real. No. Um, no. As far as what they've done with the Alien versus, like, with Alien versus, like, I love. The original predator movie like oh, um, yeah. like if i you know you know how sometimes they're like oh if you were in a zombie apocalypse who would you choose to be on your team like i would choose predator because he is oh, yeah. so kick ass like he just <laughs> is next level like that movie is so brilliant yeah um and so i really enjoyed what they did mm-hmm. with alien versus predator mm-hmm. i'm not sure which one is the one where they're in the small town and the ship crashes. Yeah, uh, Requiem. Requiem, yes, yeah. yeah. I actually quite liked that one. Okay. Um, and I didn't mind the one, the other one as well, where they were going to the temple underground. Yeah, the um, first one. in The, the in, first one, yeah. In the South Pole or wherever it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I actually quite enjoyed those. Yeah. Two. I thought they were kind of fresh and exciting. Yeah. and Yeah, it was well done. Um, yeah, but since then I haven't really, mm-hmm. haven't really vibed with any of them. But yeah. yeah. But like yeah. I said, they just keep pumping them out. You they know, do. They're not, they do, they're not yeah. sort of making us, you know, kind of building up the the excitement. They're just kind of like, yeah, we'll just pump them yeah. out, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it. it's, it's a, they're both, you know, unique film legacies, Alien and Predator, and two mm. of the best monsters ever created for film, oh, I think, for our generation. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was having this chat with Alex in his episode that there's another Alien film on the way, um, I believe. Oh, really? Romulus, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and the, I'm not sure. Have you seen the last Predator film called Prey? No, but I have. It keeps getting suggested to me on Disney Plus. So I very probably good. should check it out. Yeah, yeah okay, very cool. Good, yeah. That's a good yeah. return to, you know, the basic formula of the Predator. And okay, um, cool. it has a good female uh, character and a good heroine. Um, and it's set in the 1700s with Native American Indians. So, oh, yeah, that sounds good, actually. Yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, yeah and if, if that does well, which I think it has, apparently they're going to look at a trilogy of, you know, um, historic settings with the predator um i heard a rumor that there's going to be one where he goes to japan and fights samurais oh wow awesome and then one like on the ship you know in colonial war war days Mm -hmm. you know on the ships fighting pirates and stuff and um yeah so watch this space but um yeah coming back to aliens i think uh looking at the first and second one as individual films which they definitely are i think Mm -hmm. out of the alien series aliens is certainly you know the best it's just just a kick-ass movie you know in every way yeah 
It made uh, me want to be a marine when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just not to get sent off to far off planets where there no, are, you know, uh, where cor- corporate greed wins out. But yeah. um, <laughs> I think I think about when I think about Ripley and aliens, and then I think about um, what Ridley Scott tried to do with bringing, you know, Prometheus mm. and that sort of stuff as well. Like. I had such high hopes for Prometheus. I always get reminded when I have my Facebook memories come up um, how much I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and it just, ah, mm. it's, I think I think it's just, maybe it's just because of when I grew up, but CGI for me, it just, it, it can kill a movie. Like yeah. it can, I think because I'm so hyper aware, like I used to own all the behind the scene books. I used to love all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so now I'm so hyper aware when special effects are used that if it's overused, it just it just removes it does I don't get that escape. I don't yeah. get that no. you know, I don't get that, oh I'm in this movie world. It's like, yeah. oh I'm Amber sitting in a cinema and I'm watching a movie. Like watching a movie, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think with sci fi movies like, you know, what they've done with spaceships in space um look amazing um you know um but i mean even that can be done really practical as well like you think about star wars and you know and and i think about movies that were made or even you know aliens like the special effects for the time like were just yeah you didn't need anything showy you know he, no. you know i think he used matte paintings miniatures yep. um you know practical yep. like life-size costumes and stuff like that and yeah you believe it. Yeah. It was you know? pretty convincing for its time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, think, and I think I think those old practical special effects, like sometimes you notice, okay, that's a model, that's a miniature, but yeah. that was okay back then because that was that was what we had to work with. Yeah. And yeah. it also it made you use your imagination a bit. It's like, yeah, okay, I can tell that's a scale or a model, but that's the city or that's a space station. Okay, I'll yeah. go with that and I'll I'll use my imagination to mm. fill in the gaps there. But then as special effects have become so seamless. We don't mm. have to work as hard. We just kind of, mm. Mm, mm. yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> and they, yeah. So, and they often they often <laughs> um, film like when they do special effects. I don't know if you noticed, but it means a lot of the scenes that have lots of special effects are often nighttime. Mm. And I don't know if they do that, so it makes it like the special effects are more believable. Yeah. Um, but I struggle to really follow a film when there's lots of nighttime scenes in it. Like I. You know, I need to see what my characters are experiencing, and if it's yeah. nighttime, like yeah. it's it just yeah, yeah. it's really hard to kind of follow along. Like, Definitely. yeah, yeah, it's either do, shooting it at night or with lots of rain happening, kind of yes. large special effects as well. Yeah, and usually yeah. the rain is fake rain, anyways. Like yeah. it's usually like added in later. <laughs> yeah, that's right, just to cover up some of the yeah. flaws yeah. in the special effects. But yeah, yeah I think yeah. Aliens was great. The practical effects were terrific. Yeah, and a lot of the times the the soldier aliens like the, the smaller ones even though they were still yeah. good, i think the people in suits and then the, the queen yeah. alien is just a freaking ingenious monster yeah. creation it's terrifying yeah. it's yeah yeah and i think originally uh in the original alien movie the guy who played the alien on the ship i'm pretty sure is the same guy who did who was the predator in predator i'm pretty oh. sure i feel like that's a, okay yep. yeah so it was the same dude so he right. was like this big I think he was like seven foot tall. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he even like, played Chewie as well in Star Wars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I know his maybe. Name. Um, Kevin Peter Hall. That's that's the guy. Yeah, maybe. Kevin, yeah, yeah maybe. Kevin Peter Hall. He played a lot of those. He was Harry and Harry and the Hendersons as well. And oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah he passed away fairly young from from heart failure or something like that. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, okay. Yeah. He he was he was the man for uh, guy monsters and suits. <laughs> the go to. The go to guy, but yeah. Oh, fantastic! Well, um. Yeah, really three really great movies, Amber, mm. and, um, you know, three very different films and, you know, your, your passion for the films really comes across and, um, you know, gets gets people excited. I think I'm going to mm. go back and, and watch Aliens uh, pretty soon. <laughs> I haven't watched it yeah. in a while. Um, yeah, get on it. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Gallipoli, very, very moving. You know, it's mm. you might only watch it once or twice in your life, like, you know, like a Schindler's List or something like that. But oh, you, yeah. you don't forget it anytime <laughs> soon. And yeah. then Jurassic Park, you know, just awesome, you know. Just keep watching it. That's it. Just go back to it. Well, you know, yeah. I've got some catching up to do. You're at 400 views. I think I'm at maybe 97 views or something. Yeah, just get on it. Because, like, I yeah. can't even watch it with other people because, hmm. like, they get so annoyed at me because I just speak the dialogue. Like, I know <laughs> I know the dialogue off by heart. I know it's 
it's kind of ruins it a little bit for them for me now when I watch it because I know every continuity mistake that is in mm. the movie and mm. I always point them out yeah. um and I know all these trivia things so when I watch it with people they're like oh can you just shut up so I just have to watch <laughs> it on my own now <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. But um, yeah. yeah, I have, I, I even have it as like at my work we do hard quiz. I don't know if you've ever watched hard quiz, like when no. you, you have like a, okay, so it's like a show on ABC, yeah. and you have like a topic like that you're obsessed with, so you essentially know all the answers. Are. Jurassic Park is my hard quiz one. Like, oh, okay. I get all the questions right all the time. Of course, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody don't even bother competing, right? Like, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Even before yeah. the questions asked, you're like John Hammond. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> you just know you can read their minds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, we, we might wrap it up, Amber, but thank you very much for being on My Movie Story and sharing your thank films you with me. us. And um, hopefully for those who haven't seen Gallipoli, who are not familiar with it in Australian history, it's it's worth a watch and um, it'll give you that deeper understanding. And, yeah, Aliens and Jurassic Park, you, you can always go back to 100 times and revisit those. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for being with us on the show and um, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, thanks, Brian. All right, take care. See ya.